Welcome to Grab a Paddle Podcast. We believe we are all in the same boat. A conversation hosted by pastors from Hope City Church, where we talk about life and leadership, because we can't move forward unless we're willing to put in the work. So grab a paddle and lean in. Did we start? Yeah. Oh, why do you do this? You said let's start, and why? then I clicked start, and then he Usually opened his water bottle. Is it talking and about so this is all of us. <laughs> so. did, we ca- did, did you catch yeah. on it? Charlie, maybe that's a nervous tick. Yes. <laughs> that's in the podcast now. Forever. I thought you were going to give us a countdown, what, man. Yeah, I, well, you said let's do this, and I hit start. Charlie, why so. do we let Connor control the recorder? Hey, I'm not the one with a nervous tick that ruined the beginning <laughs> of the podcast. I don't have so. a nervous tick. I like to drink water. I think it's, I think it's debatable. I, I, think I think you we could have, have to have a water bottle. This could be an intervention. What if this podcast was oh, an intervention with Charlie? My body craves water. You, it you, needs you, it. But you always have to have a water bottle. And yeah. Like I, and you made your wife find you a specific water bottle. Well, I don't like the ones with straws. But it's like, <laughs> but, but it I want like to be able to press the button. It feels like a sippy cup. Is yeah. that what? I'm an adult baby. Yeah. <laughs> But then, yeah, you just have very, you have, I've never met somebody with a, a strict criteria for the type of water bottle they're going to carry. What, what is your, what is your water bottle criteria? It's got to be good water flow. So, ah. you, you know, so it's not going to be just like straws. I don't like straw bottles because not as much comes out. Charlie, this is, this is eerily familiar to OCD. It's close. I need to have, I don't need to, but it's nice to have <laughs> the, the ounces of how much I'm drinking. Uh, not that I ever keep track of it, but I like to know. How about how many water bottles a day do you go through? Uh, like your full like water, not a, like a eight ounce water bottle. Six. You go through six water bottles a day. Probably six yeah, of those. Oh, easy. And that's a smaller one. That's a smaller one. You should probably go through more of those. Maybe. I probably drink a hundred ounces a day. How many gallons is that? I don't even know what. It Did you say a hundred ounces? Mm-hmm. How do you know what a hundred ounces is, but you don't know what that is in gallons? Because my bottles don't come in gallons; it comes <laughs> in ounces. You're just you're. Measuring out, out, wow, this is intense. I've but it might be a nervous tick to go back to it. I, maybe it's when I get nervous or I don't have anything else to do. I drink water. I think it is a nervous tick. You guys don't well, let me well, think about this. You guys, you guys maybe, know what this is going to do to me. Maybe, He's going to overthink every time now he picks up his water bottle. He's like, am I nervous maybe, about something? Maybe more than a nervous tick. Maybe it's just like, maybe it's like a blankie for a two-year-old. <laughs> or a phone for an adult. I feel like that's a nervous oh, tick for people. Man, you just mm. got, you just went deep. Well, you know what I'm From saying. From a blankie for a two-year-old to a cell phone. I'm trying to get the... The attention off of me. Yeah. Let's so do. any of you out there struggle with your cell phones? Am I right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> As they listen like, to this on their cell phones. Yeah, they're like, with a group of people of and you don't know what to do, so you just pull your phone out and you start looking at it. Mm. That's a thing. You do that in front of people? Not when I'm like having a conversation. I oh, do that but in a group I, of when people? I'm intentionally yeah. trying to be rude. And <laughs> I do that. Just you before. put it in front of your yeah. face? I just, I hit him with the hard, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> And you're looking oh, down. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just look at my phone and I listen, but don't really listen. Yeah. I just communicating. That. I don't care hey, what no, you're talking no about. Yourself, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Whenever he does that. Yeah. Does. Or the Apple Watch people where they you're like, they look at you and they're... Okay, but here's the deal. You don't know if they're getting text messages or if they're looking at what time it is. And that drives Either me nuts. Way. But I know what, but I'm saying it drives me nuts yeah. because if they're, because if they are looking for what time it is, then it's like, I really don't have time for this <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. If it's a text message, it's like, okay, Maybe you probably need to turn off notifications. You know, but if they just keep looking at their watch, you're like, am I yeah. bothering you? Is this, is this yeah. bad timing? <laughs> yeah. Nervous ticks. That's why I don't have an Apple watch. Well, that and because my wife stole mine. That's but, why I, I didn't wear it. Yeah. Do you have an Apple watch? Yeah, yeah I wear he it does. Like once, once or twice a week. I'm terrible at watches. 
You wear it once or twice a week. What good does that do? Not really any. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, it has 14 notifications more, every time I open it. More and I'm of like, a fashion statement? Well, I put it on. I'm like, this is a good idea. Yeah. And then I'm like, this is annoying. <laughs> and then I get in my car, and because my phone's Bluetooth, the little knob turns the volume up and down on my yeah. radio, and I'm like, okay, this is stupid. And I take it off. You know what else is stupid? Can what? I say this? Well, I don't know. Can you? Valentine's Day. Oh, Charlie does have strong feelings about Valentine's Day. I have strong feelings when about water Valentine's bottles. Day again? And Valentine's Day. Tell me the date. February 14th. Okay, good It's job. ingrained in my memory now because you got... He asked me in six months when it is because I probably won't remember. Now, we may tick off some people who are really passionate about Valentine's Day, it's but great. I'm going to tell you holiday. guys... I will tell you this right now. Like, Rachel and I really have never done anything for Valentine's That's Day. That's awesome. Maybe, like, during the week or something, we're like, hey, we'll get each other a card or something, yep. or maybe I'll take her... I had to get some food, so, just, yeah. so it's just the two of us. Mm-hmm. But like, we don't do the whole like romantic date thing Gifts. because um, I tell her, babe, I date you every day. Mm. Yeah, lucky woman. Mm. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's... Hallmark made it up, right? You think so? They had you to. You think have. it's a marketing ploy? It has to be. Yeah. How much money is dropped on flowers, cards, chocolate? All that. You well, know what? Let's you talk about val- let's talk about cards in general. They are so expensive. Whoa, whoa, Cody just whoa. said him and Rachel gave each other cards. Hey, I love you cards. Need to settle down. <laughs> Who would have thought he would have been so passionate? I have about a cards. very so I am not a very like I don't care about like I'll spend money. But when I go and I look at a card, I'm like six dollars for this paper mache card. Connor, I'm like I would rather buy a pack of a hundred blank cards and just write you more. Because <laughs> let's be honest, when's the last time you read a note from somebody in that card and we're like, oh my gosh, that spoke to me? So no, I, you read what they wrote. No, hold on. My mom did this, and I took it from her, and I do this now. She'd take the card and like whatever message was written in it, and she would like underline certain words. Oh yeah, my and, like, mom does that. She's so, been doing that my whole childhood. So, so, I, I, so, so it makes it more personal. I'm stealing that. Because you know why? Because she would actually look at it and be like, oh, I like what this one says. So you know what I but do? I only buy humorous cards. Oh, same. I buy the yeah. card with the guy with his butt crack halfway hanging out <laughs> that says Happy Mother's Day, and I send it to my mom. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> and it's like, aren't you glad you have a son like me? And it's just an ugly picture. I'm like, do you yeah, write a long note it. in there? Yeah. I fill the whole card up with writing, and then I circle words that I wrote and underline. No, you don't. Yeah, because my mom has done it. Since so you I was do little. that already. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I would rather pay $4 for a pack of 25 note cards. You know cards. what? I'm going to say this right now. You would pay $4 for a pack of 25 and never write a single card. <laughs> You're right. Because You're right. I true. have a huge pack of cards sitting in my office right now that are empty. Yeah. Uh, um, every once in a while I write a card. Oh, come on. I do. That's, so, that, that's not part of your job? <laughs> got him. You got me. You got me. No, yeah. I, I'll text people, though. That's just easier. And yeah. I don't have to pay yeah. for a and, piece of paper that nobody's going to keep. Less effort. less effort, which they totally realize. <laughs> hey. Look, Charlie's shaking. Uh, Charlie hey, just shook his head of disapproval of you. have ever written me a card, so I don't want to hear it. I think Valentine's Day. Charlie just looked at you like, unbelievable. So. so if you guys were six years old again, and you had to have Valentine's for school, yeah. what, what Valentine's... Day cards would you buy? I wouldn't buy the card. I'd just buy candy. And give them to people? And give candy to people. Like the little sweet tart hearts, that's what I would buy. Well, that's it. The, the chalky ones? No, the non-chalky. Like that. They just basically oh, the take tart sweet hearts and make them into hearts. I like the chalky hearts. I do too, but like I every year around Valentine's Day, as soon as it's over, I go to Target and I buy Valentine's Day oh, sweet tart hearts because nice. they're like super clearanced out. And really? I'll just throw really? them in a bowl and eat them throughout the year. Really? Throughout yeah. the year? I mean, I don't need a lot of... For someone who hates Valentine's Day. <laughs> I will benefit off of the clearance candy for sure. That's funny. 
So, so if you're not benefiting off the clearance. Do you candy, think? Do you think if wrong. one of our wives was sitting here, they would have a different opinion on Valentine's Day? Oh yeah. Yeah. What would their opinion be? I think she, Christine, loves Valentine's Day. Well, I think, let's pray to God she doesn't listen to this podcast. Not till after Valentine's Day, then I'm good. <laughs> I think so. I, so me and Ashley never celebrate like Val- we don't go out for Valentine's Day. If we do, it's like we'll make go buy something, to make dinner, or we'll go somewhere random. Like we're we're not gonna make reservations and make a big deal out of it. But my love, my wife loves to celebrate for any reason. So give her any excuse to celebrate, and so she's gonna probably have a basket with like candy that I like. That kind of stuff. Do people still... I mean, because here's the deal. I would never go to dinner on Valentine's Day night because of the crowd. In high school when I was dating a girl, I would. People still do that, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I can't... I couldn't tell you the last time I went. And and, and this year it's on a Friday night. I mean... So most years we go to Magic Noodle and uh, eat Thai food. And we've done... Like we started while we were in college and they deck out with decorations. There's like hanging hearts everywhere. It's super strange that they decorate. Is it me or this guy celebrates Valentine's Day? I think he's all about it. The more we talk about it. I think he's all about it. I love that. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't don't love Valentine's Day. He's like, actually, I changed my opinion. But I love food. So I'm not going to not eat on Valentine's Day night. So my wife will use any excuse to celebrate I somebody. Feel, I feel like you're. I feel like you're doing whatever you can. No, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> listen. His wife loves Valentine's Day. That's what she, he's doing. He's trying to cover his tracks. He is trying to cover his tracks. No. Hey, and we're not saying it's I dumb. It's smart. It is dumb. No, it's a dumb. No, we're holiday. saying it's smart that you're trying to cover your tracks. Oh yeah, babe, I love you. Happy Valentine's Day. You're probably listening to this on Valentine's Day. Mm. So Valentine's so Day is the romantic. best. So romantic. Yeah. This is your card, by the way. Sometimes people just need to hear the truth. Yeah, and Valentine's Day. Well, it probably depends on how romantic your spouse is. If they're like, if they're really like enjoy that stuff, then you probably need to care about it, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, care about you know, something other than I, yourself. I heard it. I heard a guy say one time. He's like, "Man, I totally got." He said, "I totally got screwed." My wife's love language is quality time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay. I totally got screwed. Because <laughs> yeah. it gets a lot easier. Just yeah. He's like, why couldn't I have given this? He said, why couldn't I have gotten gift giving? I think yeah. my wife has all five love languages. Yeah. Which is, ugh. Depending but on. it's also a good you thing. You just said, ugh. Well, it's about <laughs> Christine, I'm sorry. I love you. But to be able to keep up with all of them, it's. Yeah. But I, if I do anything, I'm good. Charlie, That's, what's your love language, Charlie? You can't keep up with them and you can do anything? Yes. Um, okay. Words of encouragement. Hmm. You look good today. Thank you so much. New shirt. Is it encouragement or affirmation? I think it's affirmation. What do you mean it's by affirmation? affirmation? Is it? Is yeah. it words of affirmation? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. He Cody's is definitely words of affirmation. I, I, I solidly admit it. <laughs> yeah. I'll just walk up to people and be like, hey, can you tell me if I'm looking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please tell me something. Uh, yeah. Mine is words of affirmation and then acts of service. Really? That's what one, one of Rachel's yeah. is acts of service. Like when people do, like surprise, like, hey, I did this for I'm like, yeah. oh, dude, that was awesome. Like, yeah. I feel very valued. It's like doing dishes or something to help yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, if I, like, do something around the house or if there's something that's been needed to be done for a while and, and it, you know, because I don't so – I'll just get to it when I get to it, but that stuff drives Rachel nuts. And so if I do it, she's like, oh, that's so awesome. You're awesome. That's good. And so I'm like, well, don't get used to it. Mm-hmm. Never. Mine is words of affirmation and physical touch. If you, if you, if you tell me you love me and give me a hug, you are we're a probably going to be friends forever. I think Ashley says words of affirmation and me doing things the way she wants them done. <laughs> yep, that's the sixth love language. <laughs> There's an extra one in there. You can give me acts of service, just do it how I would do it, not how you would do it. <laughs> I don't do it right. Your love language is doing things the way you would have done. Yeah, so. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 
So. I feel like we're going to be apologized <laughs> to some yeah. wives after this podcast. No, no, my wife is going to be like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. So. Well, we got a couple questions. Yeah. Um, Question number one. Well, we've, we've, we've been asking and answering these these questions that were asked that just kind of random, like you asked for it, kind of any you pick questions. And um, last week we tackled, I thought, uh, one and a half because they were kind of the same, but um, ended up being a really good conversation. Mm-hmm. And so two uh, questions we're going to try to tackle, so we're probably not going to be able to get too far into them. But the first one is, uh, the question questions. was, <laughs> there's small questions. The first one was, uh, how do you know uh, when to be nice and when to be truthful, which is kind of the way we word it around Hope City is kind of grace and truth. Yeah. Like when, when, how do you know when you're supposed to just show grace to someone and when somebody needs to hear the truth? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would say probably the question is being asked because grace often feels much more nicer than yeah. truth. <laughs> yes. yeah. So if you want to know truth, just hang out with my nine-year-old. She'll Ooh. tell you exactly how your breath smells. So. Mm. It's a spiritual gift. Yeah, not the bad breath, but the telling. <laughs> She's yeah. like, "Dad, what's that? What's that thing on your face?" I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> like, it's face. a freckle. It's been there my whole life. <laughs> Let's not call it a thing on my face, okay?" Yeah. Um, so did anyway. you push her down when she did? <laughs> no, I tripped her. Yeah. <laughs> I I remember a coach uh, growing up in sports. I don't remember who it was, but he said, "Charlie, if I didn't care about you, I wouldn't tell you the truth." Because he'd tell me I was... And then he'd say something yes. that was horrible. Yeah. Something horrible It's like saying, doing. with all due respect. Well, yes. <laughs> Can you not care for me anymore? Exactly, please. I'm, I'm dying. Please stop yeah. I go and cry me. in the locker room. But I just remember him always saying, if I didn't care about you, I wouldn't help you get corrected or try to do speak truth in your yeah. life. And so I always appreciated that. Yeah. It's hard because... You, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, what do you think of the statement, um, uh, you, can't, you can't speak truth to just anybody? I would agree. Like I think we have this position yeah. of like... Well, if it's right. true, I'm going to tell you it's true, whether I know Social you or not. Social media. Yeah, so if you know somebody's walking through Walmart and they're doing doing something wrong, you're going to tell yeah. them. Mm-hmm. You that's, I would say that's a, our, in our day and age, that's the equivalent of the milk box on the corner, right? Where yeah. I'm just going to shout it through a megaphone and you're, you know, this is what I believe and if you don't believe it, you're going to hell. Yeah. And it's like, well, that, even if you're right, if you say the right thing in the wrong and, way, and, or unless the wrong maybe time, it's like, a, it may, unless maybe it's like a gross injustice. I mean, obviously, right, exactly, if something yeah. is, if someone's being grossly right uh, but we treat truth that way you know if i believe it then you have to believe it right and this is you know i just and i get to tell you because you're just wrong Mm -hmm. or you're the opposite you don't ever say it because you're afraid to offend everybody so let's talk about let's talk about the person then let's make it a person who you have a relationship with uh, maybe person who's close to you how do you identify the difference between when to show grace and when to show truth and mm-hmm. um, in their life, I mean, you could take different scenarios because it certainly is situational. Yeah. But uh, I think there's some. I would say there. truth is heard in grace. So for me, you know, I look at the relationship and go, if I've only shared truth with you and I've never shown grace or love, you know, and I'm just constantly sharing truth. Back to the point we were just talking about, they're not going to hear it because I'm saying the right thing in the wrong way or at the wrong time. Uh, and so I think it's figuring out like, have have this has this person heard my heart for them? Do they understand that I love them in spite of this truth? Um, you know, it's a conversation we're having with our foster son right now. Um, like, he's a 16-year-old, and when he doesn't measure up to an expectation that we have, it doesn't change the fact that we love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may be disappointed because we we have an expectation because we know what he's capable of. And so, you know, we have to have that conversation of like, hey, buddy, we care about you. We are choosing you, and we want to help you be better. 
but it's because we love you and because we care about you that we want to do that. If we didn't, we'd just let you do whatever you wanted and let your life, you know, go down the drain. Yeah. But we don't. So here's a hard truth, but it's done with love. Well, most of us don't like truth because it, it is painful. Yeah. Truth hurts. What's that mm-hmm. song? Love hurts. Never mind. Well, <laughs> for hurts, you, love yeah. did hurt because your coach loved you. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> but the truth really can be yeah. painful. I mean, to hear, you know, the last thing we want is to, to hear someone tell us something that is an inadequacy or, or somewhere where we've fallen short. And at the same time, it's what opens our eyes to, yeah. to that, that shortcoming. And so I, I've often said that when you don't know what to do, this is this has been my gauge. If, if a person, let's, let's go back to the close friend. If a close friend is... Um, in a place of brokenness, um, I think often they need grace. Mm-hmm. Um, when someone is hurting and broken, typically you don't. Uh, truth can actually feel like you're you're pouring it on. When somebody is in a, a state of rebellion or is defiant, I, I would argue often they need truth. Yeah. And now you could probably make case for for either one, but um, I think primarily, you know, it, in this situation, if your friend is What's a good scenario of some, somewhere where you'd tell someone? Well, first truth. I have some, an example. When yeah. I was in high school, I had a friend who got blasted drunk, mm-hmm. and I remember in that time, um, I of course I wouldn't say, "Dude, you're an idiot. Why would you do that?" Plus, he drove, and mm-hmm. I, you know, right then though, I didn't say that. I just said, "Hey, I love you, and I just want you to know, I, I, I know you're better than this, and I just want you to know, if you ever need me, I'm there for you." Mm-hmm. I didn't go around and say, "Why'd you drink? Why'd you drive?" Yeah. I just tried to do it that way. Yeah. That's a good, the, just the line of, I know you're better than this is a good, yeah. you know, because most of us beat ourselves up anyway. Mm-hmm. So, and, and again, I, I do think, you know, if it's somebody who's like super defiant, then sometimes what they need to hear is, man, you know, you're, 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 you're wrong. Like I, you know, yeah. if you ever sit down with somebody who's having a marriage issue, you know, one of the, the, especially a close friend, one of the first mm-hmm. gauges is, okay, are you hurting or right now are you angry? And just like trying to wreak havoc. If you're like a wrecking ball, it may right. be good for me to say to you, "Hey, you need to stop." Yeah. If you're, if you, and you, and it's all hurt underneath. But right. if you're primarily hurting on the surface, yeah, they may need to hear, "Hey, I'm with you. I yeah. love you. Like, yeah. what, what can I do to help?" Yeah. And, and again, I think it goes back to even the conversation last week. Um, you know, grace and truth is rooted in relationship. You know, so. Um, if I don't have a relationship with you and I show you grace, it doesn't carry much weight, right? Like, okay, cool. I got off without having an answer for that or whatever. Because they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. And same thing with truth um, is if I don't have a relationship with you, you can tell me your opinion. But honestly, if I don't know you, your opinion doesn't matter to me. And maybe that's not the case with other people. Maybe you would listen to everybody's opinion. But for me personally, if you don't have a relationship with me and you tell me how you feel about me, it's going to roll right off my back because I just, like, you don't know me. And the moment you have a relationship with me, you know, Cody, you've done this with me a few times where you've sat down and had a hard conversation and you've looked at me and said, Hey, I'm seeing this in your life. Um, am I wrong? You know, and it it was done in in the context of relationship, man, how are you doing? And I'm seeing this. It it looks unhealthy. How can I help? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was a, it was done with grace and truth. It wasn't just, Hey, you're stupid and you're, you look like an idiot. It was, dude, I'm seeing this part of your life that doesn't match up with who you've said you want to be. How can I help you get there and for me it was like oh man awesome you're not judging me you're not telling me i stink and then walking away but you're saying how can i help you achieve the 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 thing you want to achieve or be the person you want to become and that for me was you know you've had to say some really hard things to me over the years and that has it's helped me understand that hard conversations can happen 
and make us better and stronger and not have to step back and cower and hide from people who have hard conversations who are just mean, you know, because I think there is a difference. Like there's, you can be truthful and try to dig at somebody. Like sometimes we use truth to hurt others. And I think anytime we're using truth as a means to get even, uh, we've missed the point of grace. And well, truth. because, because the reality is a lot of times when you're off, when you're, when you're off center or out of whack, um, you, you, your life is hurting those closest to you. So if I'm, if I'm, if I'm going to air my life that's jacked up right now, it's not just hurting me, but I could be hurting you too as well. So when you go to speak truth into me, it can be personal because it's like, Hey, you need to hear this because you're hurting people around you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and so I, I had a, <clears throat> um, a, a boss, uh, that, that did this pro- really well with me. Um, I remember sitting in his office and him saying, Hey, I want to, I want to share something with you. And he was, a ex Louisville SWAT guy commander and uh, so anytime I sat in his office I felt like I was in under interrogation right because he was just so straight faced but there was an element of that that was really helpful for me because I, I I mean you'll know my emotions like I share my emotions that's just who I am and uh, and he is so emotionless and so he sat there and he said hey um, one of the things that I think you need to hear is that whenever you don't agree with somebody you see it as win-lose instead of win-win. Like you, you, you walk away from the conversation, you want to make sure you don't lose the conversation because you think it's a win-lose conversation. But there's win-win. And that was one of the first times. I mean, that was, gosh, probably 10 years ago. So I'm at the age of 30, you know, and I've got a guy for the first time telling me, hey, you need to learn how to enter into conflict without feeling like, you've got to defeat the other person that's in the conversation. I was like, wow, as a 30 year old, no one's ever shared that with me. And uh, at first I was kind of like, well, you're wrong, right? Cause I'm, cause I'm win lose. (laughs) And so, but I walked away and I'm like, man, that is something I've got to figure out in my life and still figuring it out at 41. So, you know, there's, I mean, there's some of those pieces of truth. What's weird is the way he did it was so um, emotionless not not because he didn't care, but he didn't come at it at a time when I was, you know, high emotion right. or that we were at odds. You know, he was just like, hey, here's something I've noticed. And what's cool is being a SWAT commander, he knew a lot about conflict, and he helped me so much with understanding conflict because uh, conflict for me, I, it's kind of weird. Like uh, some people if you, it, that, that are close to me would think, oh, yeah, well, like that's really easy for Cody to, to you know, jump into a fire and figure it out. It, it really like because I'm emotionally driven conflict really bothers me and so that was a huge help yeah. in my life because I'm like man this is something that's going to help me like become a better person a better husband a better employee a better pastor and so yeah I really you guys are talking uh, have you guys heard that Proverbs 27 uh, verse 6 I looked it up because I don't know it but wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy mm. and that, that word wounds you know it's that yeah. truth that does hurt like you were just yeah. saying but it's so much better to hear truth than just hear grace or kisses from somebody yeah. who doesn't, who's not really there for you. I, and I think at the end of the day, especially if you're a Christian, you need to seek truth. Like yeah. uh, one of the things I've seen that I think is really unhealthy is uh, in, in, in some of the lives of the Christians uh, that I've been around, when someone begins to speak truth, which we would call authentic community, we would mm-hmm. call very healthy, they run. 
Yeah. Because they don't want to hear it. It's yeah. almost like a kid sticking their fingers in their ear and just being like, la, 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 you know? Yeah. And it's, it's like... It's easier if I don't hear this because yeah. then I don't have to deal with it. Because guess what? It doesn't hurt. Yeah. The problem is the pain is still being caused. So it's like, uh, it's like well, I don't want you to touch the the infected wound. It's like, yeah, but you got to clean this thing out. You got to, you, yeah, it's never going to heal if yeah. you don't dump some peroxide in that thing and let it burn a little bit. Yeah. And, and so what happens is you got a bunch of people walking around with these festering wounds that yeah. they don't want anybody to touch. And that I think is where the church becomes ineffective because sure enough, you know, we're not, we're not experiencing healing. We're just yeah. a bunch of wounded people. Right. And then people think, well, well, Christ hasn't healed you. You're right. walking around with a bunch of bitterness and right. anger and hurt. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're not wrong. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, there's a lot of work to do. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Truth and grace. Come, and what you said earlier, Cody, about, uh, you show grace to people who are hurting, mm-hmm. but then truth to people who, I didn't hear that how you finished that. Was it people more, who are, who people are in rebellion or I would say people who are, um, um, almost feel like they have it figured out. Yeah, you know, I, I always use that term like stiff-arming, you know, God or Christ. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, sometimes what they need to hear is, no, that's not truthful. Yeah. You know, the, that is not the right path. So you said something too, Connor, that um, I think is worth repeating, but grace is found, in, you know, in truth, and truth is found in grace. The two are, yeah. uh, you know, we, we talk about, places. well, we've talked about it as a two-winged plane, mm-hmm. you know, that if you have a plane and you only have the one wing and one wing is grace, yeah. then you're going to spiral and crash. Yeah. I mean, there's just no, you know, no good has ever come by just loving someone to death. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and no good has ever come by just telling someone they're wrong yeah. all the time. Yeah. You got to love someone and help them see where they can be better. And, yeah. and may, maybe part of it is, and we may not get the same question, but that's okay. We could answer it in our next podcast, but maybe part of it is, and, and I'm curious your guys' thoughts on this, but uh, part of it is in the way we, the way we view truth, is we come at it with a mindset of behavior modification. Like Charlie, um, Charlie needs to hear this because he's wrong, and I'm going to show him he's wrong. Yeah, and that, that's the wrong motivation. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's me. That's me. Almost that is self righteous. That's me going. I'm gonna I'm gonna point out something in Charlie's life. And that he yeah. needs to fix. Well, it's, because it's it's the plank and the eye thing. Yeah, it's a Pharisee. It is. It's like I, you know, why remove the, yeah. the speck in your brother's eye when you have a plank in your own? So yeah. my motive for helping Charlie needs to be out of brotherly love of going, hey man, th- this is something that that I love the way you put it, Charlie. You're like you're you're better mm-hmm. than you at this than you are living. Mm-hmm. What can I do to encourage this in your life? Because you know I love you, you know I care about you, and, and you've helped me before, mm-hmm. so what can I do to, to help you in this? And so I, I don't know, um, you know, with, with guys, I don't, you know, if this is different than with girls in the approach, it'd be great to, to hear a female's perspective, and if you're listening to this and you're a girl, and, and we'd love to hear your perspective on on that and what that looks like in the life of a, a girl. I think girls tend to probably... Uh, respond differently and some of that feedback stuff than guys do it's kind of like fighting when you know as a guy when you get into a fight you can fight in the next 10 minutes you're playing basketball together with, with a girl you get into a fight it's gonna be 10 years before you step mm-hmm. in the same basketball court together mm-hmm. you know and some, sometimes there's just a yeah. different response there yeah. but I think um, I think some of it's it's true whether you're a guy or a girl I think a good question to ask is, do you have anybody in your life right now that could speak truth into you? Yeah. Or are you even a person who allows people to speak truth, or do you just cut people off? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that was, you know, in part what 
I would agree. Both of you guys have said that, you know, I think it's really unhealthy if you aren't seeking truth. Um, like if you're not a person who's teachable, who is, has people in their life that they're inviting to speak into them in a way that is going to be truthful. Um, you know, we talk, the term is like, are you surrounded by yes men? Yeah. You know, do you just have people around you just say yes to everything you do? Yeah. Because that d- isn't good. Like you have to have people that disagree with you. But again, we live in a culture where on Facebook and social media, if I disagree with you, I'll just unlike or unfollow. Yeah. And so we don't I have to be friends. I you for right. my life, yeah. You know, we don't see the same on this thing. Well, we can't go to church together. I'm, I'm going to a new church. Yeah. Well, guess what? Every church you go to, there's going to be something that you don't agree with. Mm-hmm. So you can lean into the tough conversation and go, well, can we do life together uh, in motion and through the tension? Or can I just, am I going to just run from the tension? And I think part of it is we're, we're scared of tension. I don't, I just, I want to be in good terms with everybody. I don't want to know that I show up somewhere, wherever it is, and know that somebody doesn't agree or that there's some sort of uncommunicated is fair, thing. Is it fair to say a lot of it's tied to insecurity too? Like, like one of the reasons I don't want to hear truth is because I'm already trying to put on a front, and yeah. so I don't seek it. But I would tell you this. If you're seeking it, you'll get to a place where you're never surprised by anything anybody yeah. says. Yeah. And you you'll know, probably live more confidently. Oh, well, e- even in you know yeah. whatever setting you're in, family or home or whatever, I mean, if you're looking at your wife saying, hey – what are some things that, that you think I could work on as a husband? Now, if you know if she's scared to answer you, one of them may be intimidation. Yeah. I don't know what that looks yeah. like. But if, if you have a healthy relationship and she's able to say, man, I would say one thing you need to work on is is you know X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And to be able to hear that and go, you know what, then I'm going to work on it. Like, well, I'm going to get better. Because we all have areas we've got to get and better. And you've at. said this before. You know, We talk about it in regards to addiction, but we don't often talk to it about regards to truth. Yeah. Uh, but like the greatest testimony a Christian can have is living in victory and not allowing who we once were or our failures to defeat us. Because that's like, that's what everybody who's unchurched walks into our building and goes, I want, I want a better way. I don't want to show up to work tomorrow and hate my job and who I am. Like, tell me there's something better out there. And so we have to, as Christ followers, figure out a way to live in victory. And part of this is handling the tension and the hard conversations so that I don't have to worry about whether or not Charlie knows where we stand. Mm-hmm. Or if there's something I'm doing that upset Charlie, I want him to tell me that. Uh, and so, you know, I think part of the conversation is you will be so much healthier if you'll have hard conversations. And the more you have them, actually, the less surprised you are when they come. And yeah. the less you hide from yeah. them yeah. when they come around. And, and even invite them. I mean, like, welcome them in. Like, well, I had the, the task of... Uh, of uh, going on a retreat and before I went on the retreat they said before you come uh, you need to ask three questions of any three people that you choose and and one of the questions is was um, I please share something in my life that you believe I need to work on spiritually um, and uh, a weakness you know of mine and I shared that with uh, yeah uh, three so share with three people T- two were uh, elders in our church and one was another close friend of mine and uh and they were so close to me that they were brutally honest. And as hard as it was to read that, here's what's funny. I already knew it. Like, I, you know, yeah. what I, like reading right. it, I'm like, you're right. Like, it, yeah. so it wasn't like I, you know, very, usually our defense mechanism when someone speaks truth is, is more out of trying not to feel shame or guilt. Yeah. Because we know. Yeah. I mean, but we want to convince ourselves that nobody else sees those areas exactly. of our life. That's right? not as bad as it, you know, you right. think it is. And in the back of our head, we really know that people see right through it. Yeah. They know what we're struggling with, whether we want to admit it or not. 
And it's freeing when yeah. finally we get that off our chest, yeah. right? And Satan or no, no longer has this foothold to like, hey, I've got the secret, yeah. right? You got to hide. Yeah. You can't be fully seen by others and by God. Yeah. And that is Adam in the garden, right? Yeah. After they partake in sin and it's like, now we have to hide from God. Yeah. We messed up, so we hide from God. Hey, it's would, sin nature and shame. And I would say this too. I think this looks different uh, generationally. Yeah. I, I really do. Like, like working with different generations in the church, I think the older generation handles those conversations more um, methodically or... Um, Less emotion in... Yeah, it. more in, with intellect. And I think the younger generation typically will handle that more uh, defensively and more um, emotionally. And, and I don't know what the break-off is there. I just know mm-hmm. in my conversations, yeah. it seems like if you talk about truth with somebody who's um, you know over 50 then that's going to be an intellectual conversation. And if you talk with truth uh, with someone who's maybe under 30, that's going to be a highly, uh, it's it's going to be a validation yeah. type conversation. Do you well, not approve of me or affirm me? Yeah, or? and I would say there's a line somewhere in the middle around 30 where you really, so once you hit, I would say probably 24 and under, you really see it take a hard shift yeah. to the how it, my, what you think of me defines me. Mm. And so if we have, a, so like working with students, yeah. their mess ups define them. Mm. And I, maybe it was that way with all of us, yeah. but because of social media now, we're, we just don't deal with it. Yeah. And when a coach critiques us, it is a direct attack. reflection yeah. and attack on my character and yeah. my person. And it's like, no, that's never been the case. And yeah. we know that we've had hard coaches, yeah. uh, but for whatever reason, I think social media plays a big part in that. And, and, dictating what we find ourselves value in um, and being able to run from hard conversations and unlike things. So I have a conversation, or I have a question for you guys. What is the, what's the, <laughs> what's the worst thing, if you could say it, yeah. that someone's ever said to you, like trying to be honest, but maybe you were like, uh, totally not necessary because I have one. I think I have one. I don't know if I do. I feel like well, they've, all, they've all been necessary. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's like, truth to it a little bit, but it's like, like mine have all been like, yeah, yeah, no, no, my, my, mine is totally true. But yeah. I was like, seriously, um, I had a kid in our youth group who uh, we were, I don't know, we, we were swimming at camp or something, and he came up to me and he said, "Cody, <laughs> put a shirt on." He said, "He said you're the fattest no. skinny guy I've ever seen." No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and ever since then I'm like. Crap, he's right. That's <laughs> horrible. The fattest <laughs> skinny it. guy. You're the fattest skinny guy I've ever seen. This That's was not years cool. ago. This was like last month. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it was years ago, but it hasn't changed. I'm still working on it. Yeah. Uh, Charlie? I had, um, it was in the moment, we were doing something, and an old boss just looked at me, and I, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, I just felt like that did, That was unnecessary. That was not nice. Yeah, so, so, yeah what the hell? I was like, what? And I was just kind of pushed back by it. And I yeah. was like, that doesn't seem right. But yeah. that's kind of lame. Because it was a boss, you didn't have a choice. You're that's like, what it was. Oh, I guess I'll take it on the chin. I know. But it was good. It wasn't me, was it? No. Sweet. Yeah. I don't know if I have one, like, specific. Most of them are like, you're being really obnoxious. And you're like, yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably crossed the line <laughs> it's all, there. It's, it's always true. It's like my filter was very low. I probably shouldn't have said those things or yelled that loud at this event. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I've had I've had people like I've had people like in about. church yeah. like come up to me and be like, Hey, like, God gave me a word for you oh. and they'll like say it and I'm like 
no. <laughs> that is not, that's not a word at all word. from God. You had a meatloaf the night before. I don't know. I'm like, uh, you know what? I think I'm going to wait till yeah. he tells me that yeah. personally because I don't know you at it all. It goes back, it depends on who's telling you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Well, it's a tricky conversation. You know, like, again, you got to try to navigate it and you're yeah. probably going to mess up one way or the other. And there's going to be moments where you're like, man, I was way too grace-filled, and I probably should have said the heart. Like, for me, I found myself looking back on both sides and going, man, I wish I would have said this, yeah. and I didn't have the guts to tell this person this thing, you know. Or, man, I wish I would have not been so rough, you know. And I can think back of a specific conversation where I'm like, ooh, man, I was brutally honest with that person uh, because I'm too, they're too safe, or they're too, I was too close, and I did it at the wrong time. Well, and, and so, maturity plays into yeah. it. So if somebody is... Is more mature, they can probably handle more truth. Yeah. If they're less mature, they probably need a smaller dose of truth at a time at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. Because Sprinkled um, in. <laughs> you know, the way the way you said it when you're talking about certainly teenagers, you know, your mistakes can define you. Yeah. And those truthful statements can define you. I, we just read a yeah. blog from a, a guy we were in ministry with who talked about how there were a couple statements that were made uh, by people that he worked with to him that that almost defined him in a way that could have kind of wrecked his life you know and they were truthful statements but they were they were they were truthful but not helpful yeah you know because I think there's an element where just being truthful isn't enough like I I would argue that if you're going to be truthful with somebody you got to be willing to walk with them right you got to wade into the mess with them not just drop a bomb and walk away I mean because honestly I mean who who needs somebody to point out our wrongs and our flaws we already know that we got a lot of screw ups you know yeah and so and then then I would say this and and, and we'll wrap it up if somebody is truthful and willing to walk with you, man, you need to run to that that relationship yeah. because that's very, very, very rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my challenge alongside that would be somebody who's willing to do that. Yeah. You know, like as you look at the mature person in their faith, like I look at men in my life that I respect, there are people who are willing to both love me right where I'm at and also call me on my crap. Yeah. And so I'd be bold enough trust your gut and lean into relationships because it's worth it. My wife, my wife does this really well with me. Like, you know, she, there's, you know, I can ask her for honest, you know, honest feedback on, Hey, what do I need to do different here or there? And she'll tell me, but she'll also tell me a way of going, but man, I'll, you know, if, if I'm going, man, I'm struggling with prayer right now. She's like, yeah, well, why don't we pray together? You know, like she brings yeah, encouragement and solution yeah. and, and blessing to that truth um, and I think those relationships are really rare. And so I'd say this, don't run from it, yeah. run to it. Yep. Uh, it'll make you an unbelievably better, better follower of Christ. And it'll, it'll bring your relationship with Christ light to life in a lot of ways. So yeah. speaking of running, we're out of time. We got to run, man, that was quick. I know man, we, we didn't even get to the second question. And we hard, we, we went hard from <laughs> laughing about Valentine's yes. day into truth and grace. Yeah. So hopefully we, as a church, we care a lot about this. We do. So and it's I, hopefully it's not too much to of a whiplash, yeah. but, um, if you're crying on a treadmill right now, we <laughs> yeah. apologize. So yeah, we're sorry. Uh, unless you guys want to end with a quick joke, Charlie, Charlie, you got a good joke for us. What's invisible and smells like carrots. <laughs> Wait, is that a joke or a riddle? No, it's a, it's a joke. Oh, Invisible and smells like carrots? Cody's breath. Rabbit fart. <laughs> Rabbit fart. <laughs> That's my dad joke. Nailed it. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, okay. I, it's funny because I don't know if Charlie's good at dad jokes. That's a dad joke. Next, next episode. Next episode. <laughs> dad jokes. This whole record might be a cool-